Welcome to Depth of Field. This is your host, Rachel. As you may know by now, I'm always keen to hear how photographers see the world around them, how their experience has shaped their photography, and what it is they are seeking to capture in their work. My guest this week is involved in many things. She has her own photography business, which has taken on significance in its own right, as she uses time and space to let her subjects be who they are. But she also spends her time giving lectures, leading workshops, and getting involved in art projects, political projects, and collaborations across the country. I found this conversation helped to illuminate perspectives I didn't realize I had, and challenge the idea of imposing the concept of resiliency onto indigenous identities. Though uncomfortable, these conversations are key for growth and understanding. Ultimately, our conversation was too short, and I would have loved to speak more with Nadia about the work she does and the current project she is involved in. Now to welcome to the show, Nadia Kwandavans of Red Works Photography. Welcome to Depth of Field. Welcome to Depth of Field. Thank you so much for making time and coming on the show. I'm really excited to talk to you about uh, your work with Red Works and the personal projects that you do. Um, mm, thanks for having me. Do you want to introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about Red Works? Yeah, sure. I'm going to introduce myself in my language and where I'm from and then switch to English. My name is and I'm Kiwajing, 37 in Dunji, Mong Nagutem, Anishinaabe Kwen in Ndao. My name is Nadia Kwandaban. I'm from the Yenam Kiwajing, 37 First Nation in northwestern Ontario. And I'm Anishinaabe. Um, I'm a photographer, um, artist, and I founded uh, Redworks Photography. Um, in October of 2008. So, but I've been shooting for, I've been shooting since 2000. So, like, this is my 18th. Oh my goodness, yeah, this is my 18th year um, coming up. And Redworks um, is essentially, um, what Redworks is, is... <clears throat> It focuses, um, I focus my work um, and my creative practice on telling Indigenous stories. Um, uh, I travel quite quite a bit. Um, and it's really about, um, yeah, just essentially telling Indigenous stories and being with, um, spending time with people um, through... Uh, the photography, what I do is like it's spending time with people, and I find that that work has become so meaningful. Um, like we're we're always on our phones, or you know what I mean. Like it's just like the the concept of time and presence, you know, very much uh, is sort of rooted in in what I do. And yeah, so it's the the gist of what Redworks is and um, where I'm at right now. One of the things that I'm really inspired most about your work is that you you seem to have a very focused mission. Can you elaborate and explain that a little bit? I okay. I founded Redworks out of this um, need 
to spotlight and highlight who we are as Indigenous people. I find that a lot of um, mainstream coverage of Indigenous people comes from this space of just focusing on uh, Indigenous pain and struggle. And that's a sort of stereotype that gets it gets exasperated within the media. And I wanted, I basically wanted to see um, more Indigenous people shown in a positive light. You know, our cultures and our lifestyles, who we are as Indigenous people, um, is very much rooted in... Um, sort of like understanding of, uh, you know, relationships and relationship building. Um, Love um, is rooted in, you know, an understanding of, you know, who, like, yeah, who we are and what we as Indigenous people can offer society on the larger scale. So bringing um, and spending time with people, photographing them and, you know, telling, helping to tell their stories is something that just over the years has become so much, uh, it it just holds a lot of meaning for me. Definitely where uh, my motivation comes from. So it's um, focusing on stories of decolonization, stories of resurgence, stories of resistance and being in these spaces like with my people it it keeps me going it really does I mean um, I've been through quite a bit in the past couple months or so and I find that focusing on on work has been um, it's been saving me really because it's so rooted in love and who who we are as indigenous people so, yeah, that's that's pretty much the, yeah. Um, oh, there's so many points that I want to get back to on that. But the one thing that I want to ask is uh, one of the things that I've, that I, I think gets said over and over and over again by people is that it's so important to have a role model who you can identify with. And, I mean, that's obviously... Uh, some of the work that you're doing as well is saying, hey, by the way, these are the amazing people in this community and this is the stuff that's happening. Uh, How important is it for people to see an Indigenous person who they can identify with in a positive light? Oh, For like youth or anyone really? I think it's really important that, um, especially for our Indigenous youth, to um, to be um, to you know to have uh, role models, and I definitely have have mine. People who I've looked up to for for years, and seeing um, the different work that like well, it, these role models are my friends. I mean, mm-hmm. we're all out here, you know, doing such an important work and um, what keeps me going um, is knowing that, you know, they're out here too 
and a lot of what we do as artists, or not just artists, but um, a lot of what we do is is rooted in that understanding that you know our our youth, Indigenous youth, um, we're doing it for them, doing it for you know um, our future generations coming up, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we want to leave a better world for them. And I think it's important, you know, to embody love and to be an example and a conduit for and of that love. Mm-hmm. Because it's the same, um, it's the same, you know, it's the same motivation and the same sort of space um, that our ancestors had for us as well. So it's this whole continuum of, you know, Indigenous philosophies, ideologies, Indigenous te- intelligence that is to sort of become this continuum and understanding um, that I'm a part of, a small part of that, is very empowering, and if, if Redworks can provide, you know, some empowerment and inspiration for others to to you focus on the same on the same thing, uh, then that's you know that's that's really at the heart, I think, of what uh, what sort of drives um, the work that I do. Mm-hmm. So, being a role model, yeah, I find it really um, like you. Just the term role model. I mean, um, definitely understanding that I've come into that sort of, that position uh-huh. or that new you know, role. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it really is in the embodiment of in an understanding of you know indigenous love. Yeah, no, and it's so important, and I and I really do think that you're a role model for so many people. I mean, I look at your work, and it pushes past those boundaries and it asks questions, and, you know, I really seek that in photography when I'm looking at someone's work. You know, I want to see what questions it asks. But um, you were mentioning that you are really enjoying the energy that is coming from the people around you that you're meeting, whether it's through work or just through networking and, you know, friends of friends and stuff. You're photographing, you know, musicians and, you know, lawyers. And uh, what's that like? Can you uh, talk about that a little bit more? Just the individuals that you've met on the road and, like, if anyone in particular has really impacted you or stood out to you? Hmm. Hmm. Like, okay, I've been traveling, and I used to tour, um, specifically booking, you know, photo shoots all over the place. Um, I toured um, a little bit through uh, the States, um, but mostly here here in Canada. And, oh, like, oh my goodness, I've met so many, (laughs) so many people, and it's, what one of the things that I love about um what I do and all the traveling that I do is that redworks has be- i guess sort of become synonymous with 
or I don't know how to quite say it, but there's a, I guess, this sort of level of respect that's just been sort of, um, you know, had there right from the start. Mm -hmm. And it's because, you know, my work is rooted in, um, yeah, in, you know, our people and sharing who we are. Um, So... I, oh my good! I can't even really like. Sorry, <laughs> this it's just been so like. I yeah, I toured for. I think it was I started in like two thousand seven or eight. So I toured for about what nine nine years or so, and it's. I've oh my god! I've met so many, um, so many people, you know, all you know wanting to you know, share, um, you know, a bit of who they are. And then over the years, you know, I, um, you get to developing different relationships and, um, these relationships becoming, you know, like great friendships as well. Mm. So it's just been, uh, it's just been incredible, really. Like when I think back on, on all of it, it's, it's, (laughs) it's <laughs> I think it's just you know when you see that you, like someone out there uh who whose work is focused on on who we are like you there's I don't even know how to explain it really like it's just you know there's the, there's this sort of space that I occupy now where anything that I'm interested in doing or want to do like the support is there. Mm. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and just, yeah, and then all the friendships over the years is, you know, it's been, I'm so grateful that, and I didn't even plan on becoming a photographer. It just happened. <laughs> right. And I I read that. Um, you were it, origi- originally yeah. in film school. Is that right? Yeah, I was, um, I studied uh, film at in Thunder Bay at Confederation College, and I didn't end up um, completing. Um, I find that I'm, a, a, I guess, a sort of different learner. I just go out and do it. Mm-hmm. Um, but photography, I just kind of was something that was a hobby for quite a while, and then I decided to, you know, go for it. And it's just been... We're all plotting your decision. (laughs) Yeah, it's just been so busy since. And I really couldn't imagine doing anything else. Uh, No, that's that's really great. Um, What got you into film school? Or, like, interested in film, I should say. Um, Why did I want to do that? I mean, (laughs) I think storytelling is something that I've just been interested in all the time right. I thought I, I thought I wanted to be a writer as well mm-hmm. like for a while there but um but yeah this, I guess that concept of storytelling and sharing um sharing stories um about indigenous people about our people is something that always interested interested me sure well and it's such a, a heavy um and important part of the culture too as well right um, yeah, absolutely. 
And what's really interesting, actually, is some of it has come full circle. Really? And I realize in hindsight that a lot of the jobs that I've had have sort of culminated and developed, um, I guess, this sort of um, has made me um, be a better photographer. Um, so, yeah, it's just, yeah, I'm going to be... Um, 40 this year when I think of all the, all the years that I've um, <laughs> you know, um, been a photographer and like what it's all taught me has just been I'm so grateful I honestly couldn't imagine um, doing anything else or um, sort of pushing that a little further and getting that's what I mean like going back full circle getting back or I'm starting to do um documentary film oh and interesting. I've sort of delved a little bit in I guess sort of experimental um video oh I'm so curious now <laughs> I'm yeah, looking forward um, to uh, was, seeing that yeah I was invited to um to participate in this group um show that brought together indigenous lawyers and paired them with indigenous artists oh. of like different um, practices, right? Yeah. So who who organized started, that? Sorry, what? Who who organized that? It's um now the um, Testify um, Indigenous Arts uh, Collective. Okay. And so I was paired with. Um, a lawyer whose work focuses on um, child welfare law. Uh, okay. So um, it's this whole process of the group show itself is this, there's, I think, nine pairings altogether. Okay. And Indigenous law and child welfare law, like all of you know those sort of um, concepts is what... Um, the piece that I created um, is concerned with. So I grew up in in foster care, and so that was a that was um, a top or that that was something that really interested me because it was just so close. And I was thinking about like what can I what can how can photography like you know, share this story of what it means or how it feels even to grow up in the foster care system mm-hmm. or in state custody, um, as I've come to understand it. What? How can photography do that? And then I started thinking, you know, maybe I should, um, I should go into video for this. And what ended up um, happening is I put together three um, videos that sort of, I guess, sort of like inter interplay with each other. Um, it's a trip tech video um, piece, and what it is, what it re- it's, it basically tells the story of what it's like to be um, taken into care all those feelings of isolation, disconnection, separation, confusion, 
you know what I mean? All of those feelings. Um, and then the, the middle panel sort of hones in on visuals that, that sort of convey transition. Okay. Um, and change, um, all of that. And then the final video, and this is where it really um, delves into con- the concepts of Indigenous law, is uh, a return to the culture and an understanding that um, Indigenous children, um, they always want to go home, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So a return to the culture... And then all three videos together, they loop, um, they loop continuously, and what's and they're all different lengths. So what's really cool about it is you never get the same combination of images. Ever. Oh my god! Sorry, that sounds yeah. so cool. Yeah. So it's um, I was really um, I was really happy that everything um came together for that, and it's. It's a powerful piece. I mean, I still tear up a bit when I see it. And then to have to talk about it during, like, artist talks and stuff, it really just, like, a lot of those feelings are still there. No kidding, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, see, I'm really, um, I'm proud of, I'm proud of that, and I'm excited to, like I mentioned, get back into, you know, video work and, I'm excited for this current project I'm working on, too. So, Me, too. That sounds amazing. I love hearing people's projects. Um, there was a... That reminds me of a... Um, I was looking for photo voice projects in, in my town. Um, and, uh, and one of the first ones that came up, it was really funny, actually. I just kind of Googled it. And um, one of the first ones that came up was this uh, photo voice... Uh, for kids who were in the uh, foster care system and so it selected I think like 13 girls to start with and it just gave them the overview of photography and all that stuff and then um, I think it was like a four or five week uh, project once or twice a week and these girls came out with these amazing images and um, they just, I mean, they, they themed it. So they're like, what does home mean to you? And uh, just, you know, so much emotion and such a beautiful outlet. And they were like 13 or 14, 15 years old. And it's just amazing, you know, when you ask someone to, to put something out there, what they what they come up with. So, um, but that doesn't really have anything to do with <laughs> very much but it just it was I just it impacted me a lot and I was I was really impressed um I wanted to ask you about I was introduced to your work a number of years ago uh, the the series uh, Concrete Indians and mm-hmm. um I saw the one image that I saw was of this woman in uh, traditional regalia in her jingle dress I believe and she was in the subway system in one of the tunnels and standing there and then you have people on either side coming or going um and they're blurred uh with you know the motion and um i just remember looking at it and like it just impacted me and of course you know you're like what is it about this image that that i'm so moved with and um 
you know, I, I looked at it and I think it just said to me, we're here, despite the concrete jungle you made. You know, we're here. We were here before you arrived. We will be here long after you are gone. And I mean, obviously that's, I don't know what, how you conceive the idea of it, but I just remember uh, feeling that it was such a powerful image. And, you know, the idea that culture you know, will persist and it pushes through these like colonized spaces. Um, I guess my question is, I don't know how you feel about my personal perception of that, but um, my question is based on your your observations and conversations that you've had with either your subjects or uh, your colleagues, etc., your peers and your experiences, uh, which, which elements do you find contribute best to this resilience? I don't know if that's, does that question make sense? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, I guess I've sort of come to this point in my understanding of, um, you know, the relationship between Indigenous people and um, Canada is that I have a hard time really sort of accepting that word resilience and mm. resiliency now. Okay. Only in because it just, I don't know, like just the way that I think of it is like, I don't, like, okay, <laughs> I just, <laughs> I'm having a hard time Sorry. articulating this. Is Take your time. Resiliency for me is something that, Like, okay, for me, it's, um, I don't think we're resilient. There's, but I only say that because, like, when you define someone as being resilient, and especially um, given the context that it's being being used on our people to describe our people, Mm -hmm. is... It shouldn't come from, like, a space, like, around those sort of definitions because we shouldn't have to be that way out of, you know, reaction to what was done to us. You know what I mean? (laughs) No, I I appreciate your your questioning of the word because it's such a common expression i don't know it's almost like mm. cliche and like uh, i can only i can only be, ever be completely anishinaabe and the more that i go through this work and i visit with people spend time with people and understand what life is and how it is for us it isn't out of any sort of, you know what I mean? You can only ever understand things based on who you are and, like, what your nation is. So I'm Anishinaabe. I am not a resilient Anishinaabe. I'm only ever Anishinaabe, and I look at and I understand different things that happen in life from, you know, this perspective. So being, if you're resilient... You're, you're sort of like acknowledging and you're, you know, acknowledging, I guess, this sort of a, these outside 
colonial forces or whatever that have, what, made you resilient? You know what I mean? Mm. Does that make sense to you? I I think so. I mean, I'm the same as you. I have all these feelings and thoughts I find hard to articulate. Um, But, yeah, just that idea that you don't need to identify yourself based on someone else. Based on what was done to us. Mm. Yeah. So I really have a hard time um, when when people use that word now. It's because, you know, I'm not resilient. I'm simply being Anishinaabe. So I think what it really comes down to, um, to bring it back to that portrait you're talking about, specifically that portrait, is, and, you know, in that concept of we're still here. And we always will be, right? You know, all of, all of, all of that. What that portrait um, means to me is that woman photographed is simply being an Anishinaabe despite, you know, everything that's going on around, you know, around her. I almost, I wanted to make everyone around her almost like a, like a ghost or like, you know, this sort of different, like different spirits or whatever around her. Mm. And when you sort of understand and you're like, when you understand time and presence, that's essentially the main uh, concept that I wanted to invoke with that portrait is this powerful indigenous woman in full regalia being completely who she is in her identity and you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Who she is as an indigenous woman. As an Anishinaabe Kwe. Mm. And no matter what happens around her, she will always be Anishinaabe. That's what that... That was the sort of <laughs> concept around that portrait. Okay, yeah, no, that's... Um, that's really neat. And how... Like, sorry? No, go ahead. Uh, no, I was just going to ask um, how you go about... Uh, conceptualizing and conceiving your portraits is it yeah what is your process what is how do you do that you know what that's actually the real beauty in a lot of the series a lot of my series work is these portrait ideas they they don't come from me what I do is I basically just pose the question and the responses people message me saying, I would like to be a part of this series, and this is what I think, this is what being Indigenous means to me. Mm. And they'll have different ideas where we where we can go and what they want to wear. Like, oh, like, like, all of the portraits, really, you'll see, um, like, uh, traditional regalia, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and just this, the juxtaposition of, you know, being in <laughs> full-on regalia, uh, like an intersection, like create these different 
major intersections in cities all across the country or in a subway, right? Mm. So yeah, the um, the ideas for all these portraits they don't they don't come from me. It's sort of this bounce bounce back sort of thing and dialogue that I have with some different people who want to take part and want to share who they who they are. Um, where do you where do you see this project in like ten to twenty years? Like, are you do you see an end to this project, or are you just gonna keep going as long as it it's going? Oh, I'm just gonna I'm gonna keep shooting for it. I mean, as however long I have, <laughs> then I can hold up a camera, right? right. <laughs> yeah, or travel around. You know how however long it, I'll be a a photographer and who knows what will happen after I can't shoot anymore <laughs> <laughs> right so there is no end to it um, eventually I want them published in a book but I don't think there's enough portraits yet to you know substantiate like a, a huge you know coffee table book that mm. I had envisioned yeah. with time with I think time. <laughs> it will happen yeah eventually <laughs> What are you hoping to inspire through your images, or or are you? What am I hoping to inspire? Yeah, like is is that is that something you think about? Mm-hmm. What kind of effect? I think, I think what it's really about is just you know give pe- giving people the time and space to share who they are, and to be you know unapologetic in in that sharing. Mm not be afraid to share and be who you are whether it's from a place of loss or whether it's from a a place of love or even fear you know all these different you know things we go through in life Mm -hmm. I think it's you know that's really what it's about for me is giving and sharing that space and time with people. Hmm. So I noticed that you're you're not just a photographer, obviously. You you also offer you you do outreach work with GAM workshops and lectures as well, yeah. Yeah, my last one I just did was here at um, UBC Journalism. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I was just sharing a bit about uh, my experiences working in my community mm-hmm. um, and sort of um, giving advice of, you know, this is what not to do and this is what to do, you know. <laughs> so I get invited to do uh, presentations and stuff like that. And <laughs> the, the the beautiful part of it, too, is that having such a large body of work, putting together different slideshows for different groups based on, you know, what what it is that they want me to specifically talk about. Mm. Um, Having, you know, all these huge, you know, slideshows play as I'm talking, it just kind of guides me into, you know, the next next thing I want to say or, you know what I mean? It just Mm. kind of flows naturally. And then, yeah, I do different workshops, and um, I've done a photo voice project as well. 
Oh, really? Yeah, so spending time with different groups and um, being able to help help different groups gain a better understanding of an, of who we are is something I really enjoy doing. Can you give me a, a couple examples uh, just for people who are curious? Um, as I'm not as familiar with your workshops and your lectures either, but like, what kind of subjects do people, so people contact you and they say, hey, do you mind speaking to us about X, Y, and Z, or how does that work? Well, a lot of it really is, you know, I'll do different workshops, say, on just like intro to photography mm-hmm. sort of vibe, <laughs> or it'll spread out over a few days and we have the time to really focus on a different theme, or... It'll be just like a like like an hour presentation, and I found um, one of the other more recent um, presentations that I've done was for the conference for an all uh, women um, photography photographers mm. in Canmore. That was back in November, and it was so uh, beautiful being in. Uh, surrounded by women mm-hmm. photographers, and I felt really, I felt really safe, and that anything that I, I that I had shared was just really impactful. Mm. I was, um, I guess, apparently the first Indigenous photographer, woman photographer, to speak at that conference, and. I was like, well, if if that's the case, then I'm I'm gonna guess that a lot of people don't know the different indigenous matters that are going on in this country today. Right. Yeah. So I spoke a lot about um, um, MMIW, missing and murdered indigenous women and girls. Mm-hmm. I sort of gave this whole, I sort of position um, from which I create my work and different projects that I work on. Um, And that's from that space of just needing people and wanting um, non-Indigenous people to really understand the history. So it was a lot of sharing of, you know, where we're at, like what's going on, um, different issues. I really don't like that word, which is why I say Indigenous matters. Mm. <laughs> so, yeah, just sharing a lot of you know what it what it feels like and what it means and um, what it's like to be Indigenous in in this country. So, it was um, it was pretty. It was a really interesting one of I think the best presentations I've ever done. Um, and different uh, women uh, from the conference were coming up to me, like, afterwards. I was just going to ask. Like, <laughs> days afterwards, they messaged me, like, I just want to thank you for your time and what you shared and everything. And I was like, absolutely, if you ever want to, you know, if you have any other questions or need help with anything, as you approach, you know, different or if you do or if you want to you know engage in dialogue with indigenous people or 
even show um, solidarity with, right, mm. Indigenous peoples, you know, if you have any questions at all, just let me know. So it's been, um, yeah, it was a really powerful uh, presentation, one of the highlights, I think, of. And that's so amazing to hear back from people as well and see what their mm-hmm. their feedback, what they learned, what really hit them. You know, everyone's different. Everyone learns something different. Um, and sometimes and you another, just need something said a different way. Yeah, there was another workshop I, I did probably like maybe eight years ago um, with a group of um, young Indigenous uh, um, young Indigenous women, and I got a message from one of the the girls' um, mom. Like I think it was like a couple days afterwards, and she said, "I just want to thank you for um, you know sharing um, with my daughter um, photography and what you do and everything." And she said that she had seen a really po- like a positive difference in in her daughter and like her attitudes and just how she was, right? And I'm like, oh, my God. Oh, that's... What? That's, that's, that's all I ever hoped to do, <laughs> you know, right, with the work and yeah. doing this work. So it was just, uh, I'm really, it just, it makes me feel, I just feel the love when <laughs> people message back and, say that I was, you know, affected someone in a positive way, so. That's amazing. And art does, and art does that. It has the power to, to do that, right? So. Oh, yeah. Well, it reaches out to us emotionally. Even if I don't identify, I, I'm still moved. I like to ask everyone this because I find it very interesting personally, but um, how would you describe your personality and how would you say that it shapes your craft? Do you think they intertwine, or you know what? I oh, people before have said that I'm really shy, but I I don't think I am. I'm just quiet mm. and I'm observant. Um, and when I do speak, I think it's um really to to connect with um with other people. And to be very, um, I've been thinking a lot about this actually is, and I've said it, I think a few times already is, um, I'm really concerned with, um, time and presence and, and if photography has taught me anything, it's the importance of that, um, to slow down, to, you know, be still, be in the moment, you know, that sort of, and I think that just kind of like I think I'm <laughs> because I'm so um, aware of that. Um, I think people really, I guess, appreciate the time and the space that I share share with them, mm. and that makes it um, that makes it so much not easier, but. Um, uh, like people, um, it's not hard for people to open up, open up to me. Mm. That's really helpful, isn't it? <laughs> mm. So, 
I'm not shy. I'm just... <laughs> no, no, I, I think that's a really <laughs> important distinction. Because um, uh, I think, I think yeah, a lot of things get lumped in together. Like introverts, I think, get lumped in with shy people too. Um, mm. And I, I, mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't... I don't think those things are, are necessarily related um, either. But uh, that's... I think it can be both, though. Like, there's some times where... Mm-hmm take, you know, being introverted is needing that time and space for myself, mm-hmm. right? Um, and I can be extroverted as well. Maybe that has a lot to do with being a Gemini. <laughs> oh, are you a Gemini too? <laughs> I am. Yeah, I have a twin brother as well. So. Oh, no way. Yeah. <laughs> Gemini's and a twin, yeah. Um, my next question is, in terms of investments that you've made, either into yourself, into your, uh, into your craft, what do you think has impacted it the most? Is there anything in particular that stands out as a as a a really, I don't know, worthwhile investment? Hmm. Well, this is an interesting question. For me, I think I've definitely invested a lot of time into into what I do. Um, How so? See, that's the thing, though. I mean, I I get so much also out of you know these investments, and you know I would only make these make decisions like that based on what like how much time time I have how much time I I know I can devote to something Mm. um so yeah time um for me is it's everything I mean life's life's pretty short if you can focus focus in and devote your time to something something that you love I mean, that's everything, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, time time spent on doing what I love, and that's that's being with people and sharing stories and and you know spending time time with uh, time with different people and learning about who they are. You know, building um, building those relationships. Mm. Um, it's such a <laughs> really broad, almost abstract answer to <laughs> what, you, what you're asking. But no. for me, really, that's a, that's everything. Timing is everything. If I died tomorrow, one thing that I think people might learn like really understand about me is you know the time that I I make I make for them mm. and you know having those stories that we share right mm-hmm. and those stories wouldn't be there those memories wouldn't be there if you if you didn't have the time time for your friends time for you know what I mean mm-hmm. so yeah 
I should ask you, I should ask you, I have one more question to ask you. If you were in uh, my chair and you were talking to a photographer that, that whose work you admired, what, what would you, what would you ask them? Hmm. What would I ask? What I would ask is, what has photography taught you? Hmm. What makes you say that? For me, what photography has taught me is to just is to just really be open. And I lied a little bit. <laughs> Another question that I forgot to ask. Uh, <laughs> I know. I'm just. Um, what uh, are there? Are there any questions that you would? you'd like to hear more often or that you you would like to see people asking more often? Hmm. Hmm. Well, that's a different question. More questions like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, to be open for, you know, change, that's always good. Um, questions that I... Wow. I think... Con- like concerning you know the work that I do, what I'd always love to hear more about. Of course, wanting to understand more of who we are as Indigenous people, and less coming from you know all the stereotypes that we we are and that we constantly fight against and mm-hmm. struggle with, right? There's so much going on right now. If you're an Indigenous person in this country, or on Turtle Island, which is the states in Canada and Central Central America, is you're constantly going through, say online, say Facebook or Twitter, all these different you know news feeds, and there's constantly something there that's. it's bad news. Whether it's violence, um, violence inflicted on Indigenous women, or violence um, inflicted upon the land, our Indigenous, our youth. You know what I mean? It's something you can't you can't get away from it. There's so much going on, and there's a lot more education that needs to happen around, you know, different Indigenous issues, right? Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, they're not Indigenous issues. All we ever want is for that relationship to be balanced and for people to understand that everything that's happening right now um, you take the trial, uh, right now it's Tina Fontaine. The person accused of her murder is on trial right now, and I'm so scared. I'm afraid of what the jury is going to come back with, what the verdict will be. And then it was the, the Colton Bushy's yeah, that murder verdict. as well. So... 
It's just, when is the injustice going to end? Yeah, that's a question for yeah, sure. So, <laughs> so it's just, yeah, does that answer your question? Absolutely, yeah. No, I, I, I have no expectations for any answers. <laughs> really what I'm essentially getting at is for non-Indigenous people to, you know, do the work, educate yourselves, be aware of what's going on, and understand that what we've been saying all along is for the betterment of everyone. So... Yeah, more questions around understanding, you know, where we're at, where we're all at. And if, you know, my work can can somehow raise awareness of all of that, I'm especially excited for this next project I have coming out, which is going to bring about a more better understanding and awareness of, of all of that, so... This is the uh, project that you're doing with the lawyer, the experimental film. Is it? No, uh, that that's well, that's one thing, and then the other one is with photographers without borders. Ah, okay. Uh, yeah, so we're working on um, it's a feature doc mm-hmm. documentary. Um, and part portrait series, and then like a smaller sort of web, internet web series. Mm-hmm. So I'm. it's called Indigenous Rising, and it's basically on-camera interviews with, yeah, all surrounding, you know, um, awareness and um, uh, resurgence, language revitalization, um, food sovereignty, um, the water issues. Um, I'm still we're still shooting for it now, so I'm right in the middle. But uh, it opens that contact, contact. Um, photography fest in Toronto in May. Oh my gosh! Sorry, that's mm. just very tangible. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm super stoked. Toronto's for it. three hours away. Like, I can totally do this, and I'm like. Oh my God! Who else can I get? Do I, is there time? Like I'm just like freaking out here because there's so many of us out here doing such an, um, important work. All my friends out there, and yeah, I'm just trying to um, photograph as many people as I can for for the the show opening. Um. Sorry, I just, I'm trying to, I'm visualizing right now how busy of a person you, you must be. Like, I, I, I know that you're busy, but like, <laughs> I'm just visualizing it and it's uh, um, terribly impressive um, and exciting. As, as you said, like, I'm excited for you. Um, yeah, it's like some of my family and friends were saying, you know, take, remember to sleep and, you know, get your rest. And I've definitely done that here. Yeah. Um, the past while. And, you know, I, I feel good to, you know, get back out there and continue the work. Nice. That's good. Um, like, I'm, I, I know what I can handle and I know what my threshold is. And I, I did a lot, quite a lot in the past 
um, month. So I'm yeah, I'm I feel rejuvenated, um, invigorated um, to continue on with the, not only this project but um, the I have the show opening next week in Montreal. So another show. What's, so it's just yeah. What's like, what's um, that show about? Oh, that's the testify, um, the testify one. Ah, uh, yes. Okay, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's this um, um, whole indigenous lawyers moot thing, mm-hmm. gathering of all these um, lawyers in at McGill. Okay, mm-hmm. interesting. Oh, that's so interesting. Um, speaking of all these amazing, amazing things, uh, where do you where do you share your work, and uh, like, how can people find you? I haven't been able to really update my Instagram, my work, mm-hmm. but I'm on Instagram, um, Twitter, and Facebook. I'm pretty easy to find. If you Google Redworks Photography, Nadia, it's been such a pleasure speaking with you. I just really enjoyed our conversation and everything that you had to share, and I'm so excited for all of your upcoming projects. So thank you so Uh much for making the time and uh, sitting down to chat with me. Oh, thank you so much. Um, Yeah, I always love doing interviews (laughs) and, you know, sharing a bit of um, what I do. Thank you so much for the support and the time as well today. Oh, man, my pleasure. And that was my conversation with Nadia Kwandabenz. As she said, you'll easily be able to find her work by Googling Redworks Photography. But there are links to her website and social media, as well as links to some of her current projects on the website. That's rachelhunterbrown.com, R-A-C-H-A-E-L-H-U-N-T-E-R-B-R-O-W-N.com, or the Facebook page at CFRC Depth of Field. And uh, those projects, again, are her Testify Indigenous collaboration that opened last week in Montreal and her work with Photographers Without Borders that will be opening at the Contact Photo Festival in Toronto in May. On a side note, Nadia mentioned the Tina Fontaine decision that was being made at the time of our interview. If you haven't been following the case, the verdict came out as not guilty. In addition, since we recorded the interview a couple weeks ago, the verdict for the Colton Bushi appeal has also been rejected. Uh, Thank you for listening, as always, and see you next Saturday on Depth of Field.